Ghosts are horny. Spooky. Revisiting female violence. <laughs> that could be any of these episodes. I, I hate to bring up bugs. <laughs> Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon. Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks. This is a John Winchester hate zone. Could have had okay. Killer Optimus Prime and he had to be racist. To be fucking racist. Persqueeter. And welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Graham. And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. So everybody here has thought about murdering someone at least once, I think. Thought about? Or, yes, only thought about. (laughs) Only thought about. Only, you know. No more. Nothing more. more than thinking about. What about... If, like, your bestie or, like, your sister or something, what if they actually did murder someone? Would you help them cover it up? Yes, I would. If they were, like, going insane or something, I definitely would not, like, enable killing. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, "Mm, yeah. Mm." Honestly, (laughs) I bet Allie feels the same way, but I would probably be like, this is it. This is my moment. (laughs) That's so funny because Jordan's forgetting we have a fucking plan. Oh, shit. I'm not shit. kidding. We can't, we can't share it here. I need to. It's so good. No, don't. It's not going to happen. We're not going to murder if, someone. No. Shh. So if we Allie. were to murder someone. I don't know. Oh we're God. a volatile group, so. <laughs> so the thruple, which is Jordan, Bree, and I have a plan. And our plan is. I feel is... so left out. <laughs> I feel like, I don't even know how this came up, but we were like, this is the plan. Jordan has the cell phones in one location and is occasionally searching something while playing a movie in the background, texting someone. So you get that GPS locked in. Bree and I burying the body, getting rid of evidence. You never bury it on land that's connected to yourself. If you sink it, you got to pierce the lungs and organs. That way it actually sinks. But sinking does deteriorate kind of well, but it's just... It very much depends on the situation. I really, you know, I thought we were going to talk about, like, moral qualms <laughs> or, like, you know, uh, what circumstances <laughs> would you, you determine? <laughs> no. Like, what, like. I came what in with circum- a five-step plan. <laughs> no. What circumstances <laughs> would cause you to be like, okay, yes, I'll help you cover this up and not, like, no, nah, I'm turning your murder and ass in. And you're out here, like. <laughs> Okay, this is what you do. If you murdered someone, you get one person with the cell phones, and they do all the GPS and the texting, and then the you worst. get another person to puncture the lungs. The worst part is there are, like, four steps that are essential to this plan that I am not stating, so that if it ever needed done, you don't have the key ingredients. Like, this is something I can't put out there. To be fair, when you asked the question, I knew exactly that you wanted to discuss, like, the moral comms of if he would. But I also knew Allie was going to list off <laughs> an entire murder plan. Yeah, well, okay. Listen, it's not that I am, like, objecting to discussing, like, a, a covering up a murder plan. I opened this discussion by saying we've all thought about murder. Like, no, like, this is a great conversation to have between friends and allies. 
I just am wondering maybe if we don't want to tell our whole plan <laughs> to I the agree. entire internet, Allie. Okay, fine, fine. Well, I kept the sprinkles that you really yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. Um, I will say I have once had a panic attack where I was like, I know I haven't murdered someone yet, but what if in the future I can't say that and I'll never appreciate that right now I haven't murdered someone? And then also, How to tell if you have an anxiety disorder. And then also, on my way here, I was thinking, like, you know, I don't think I'd ever murder someone. Just randomly. Well, randomly, no. No, no, no. Randomly, I was thinking about oh. this. I was thinking through the scenarios. Yeah, of course. Like a normal person. Like, yeah, no, definitely. Would you murder someone, Jasper? What would you murder That's, someone that over? That was not the question. What would you murder someone Who over? Who do you want to murder? We need a list. <laughs> Well, when I was 23 years old and I lived next door to a guy named David. Fuck you, David. Fuck you, David. Hell yeah. That's the end of the story. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna call it. That's it. Conversation over. So on this episode of How to Get Away with Murder. (laughs) (laughs) The way you get away with murder is to not involve yourself with Annalise Keating. Spoilers. True. Very true. Don't become a lawyer. No. Well, don't become a lawyer anyway, <laughs> probably. Depend- it depends on your practice, okay? I think environmental law is probably really worthwhile. I don't know. The best worst date I've been on was with a divorce lawyer. And it was- we had no connection, but he told me all the stories. And I was like, I would marry someone just to hear all this just, drama. Just the gossip. Yeah. Today's episode is season two, episode 14, Born Under a Bad Sign. The one where Sam enters the splash zone. <laughs> I could see his fucking sea world coming out front row. <laughs> First of all, release the orcas. Just replace release them with the orcas. <laughs> replace them with demons. Oh, okay. It's holy water. Okay. Anyway, this episode was written by Catherine Humphreys and directed by J. Miller Tobin and originally aired on February 8th, 2007. I'm so torn up about this cold open because... I love when they play with the cold open. I love when the cold open is about them and not a random spooky monster. But the goddamn choppy cuts that were like blinks driving me fucking insane for the whole like five minutes that it was going on. I think this is one of the few times where I was like, the cold open is the worst part of this episode. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that all of the cutting, like, over and over again, was just too much. I know that it was supposed to be disorienting. I know that it was supposed to be anxiety-inducing. It was like Born Ultimatum, where you can't even, like, your eyes just start, like, twitching. (laughs) I have an attention disorder, and I was like, good thing I've seen this episode before, because all I am picking up here is that we keep starting and stopping. Mm Mm-hmm. It was so choppy that I thought Sam's bloody knuckles were someone's bloody knuckles across from Sam. Because <laughs> it was just so disorienting. Like it could, right. It didn't feel like it could be Sam. Right, right, yeah. That motel. What <gasps> the, the fuck? Fish With the, the fish? Oh my god. And it was so like fucking groovy. With like the yeah. wood panels and like there was all that horrible in between chartreuse and lime. It's like that special evil place for that color green that I don't want to think about, but I just had to see with my eyeballs. What state they were in? No, because okay, you remember last episode when we got to the end and I was like, <laughs> "See you next time in somewhere, city, state, interesting." 
Yeah, no, because they changed locations mm-hmm. like three times. They ended up in Duluth. I do remember they ended up in Duluth. I don't think they told us where they were, but I was like a fishing themed motel. I don't mind these fish. They have like little diamonds. I don't know if it's like talking or just like, look how cute they are. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're scared of fish. Not these ones. Not Not these ones. Not these ones. So we do find that Sam is covered in someone's blood. Um, he was looking cute, though. He looked very cute. I, I that like, little brown corduroy jacket? Yeah. Mm, oh, little baby. Looks good even with blood on it. But that's like a thing. It's not just this fandom. It's the Hannibal fandom, too. And, like, a lot of dark fantasy fandoms as well. It's like a thing. Like, cover that man in blood. Yes. I kind of wish this is how women got their first periods. Like, all over their face? <laughs> You want, like, a full-on carry moment? No, like, in the want, showers? Like, you wake up a week later, like, what happened, and you're not responsible for anything that occurred. So you want to be a werewolf? Yes. Because that's what female werewolf narratives Let are about. introduce you to Ginger Snaps. <laughs> yeah, have you watched Ginger Snaps, Allie? Because no. I feel like you'd like Ginger Snaps. I was really excited to get, like, payoff from last episode where we had mm. the, like, Am I a monster? Ooh, what's going to happen? And then it actually happened in the next episode. We didn't yes. get six fillers first. Yes. They were like, is Sam worthy of redemption? No, he's possessed by a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's when he pistol whips Dean and oh we get the gosh. first of our fun sound effects throughout the episode. Uh, no, no. You definitely skipped like 10 minutes there. <laughs> That's very true. He skipped like 10 minutes there. To be fair, that probably happened in my brain as well. (laughs) Because they start like... They They backtrack. Yeah, it's really fun. I love when books start like at the murder or something like that and you have to go backwards. The outside of their motel looked like seaside UK rundown shops. Well, I guess we know why the fish motif (gasps) then. I love the like... Wait, let me check my pocket. Look, I just love these little clues. Dun, dun, dun. As he takes it out of his pocket, he's Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, it was here the whole time. (laughs) The scene where they're inside of the storage unit, though, stresses me the fuck out because... Because Sam keeps touching everything. He's like, oh, true. he's like, let me fondle this bloody steering wheel and let me pick up this knife right away. And I'm like, oh, my God, guy. That's like a thick, sticky, gooky knife. Well, I mean, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm, wor- I'm know, thinking about his fingerprints. When he pulls up the knife, there's like a clear sound as like the blood like. Yeah, because it's corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that detail in it. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about the convenience store? <laughs> Jordan. Wait, the convenience store is before they go to the hunter's house. <laughs> we're not we were talking about... House. We were talking about... Are we still talking about the motel? No, we're talking <laughs> about the storage unit. There was a storage unit? Yes, with the, with the blue vintage beetle in it. <laughs> Where they had the nuts. I literally must have zoned out. I do not remember a storage <laughs> unit. I was like, what are y'all going on about? See, this is why we need, like, a fourth person, like, a director. 
so that <laughs> so that someone else can be looking at our fucking levels and you can follow the conversation. <laughs> oh dear goodness. We need scene blocking. Like, well, that's what we were supposed to take notes for, but apparently Jordan was <laughs> not interested in the Volkswagen bug at all. I was not. But when they're in the Volkswagen, they find a receipt for a convenience store. Yes, and the menthols. Yes. That's right. The menthols are the first hint that it's like, quote unquote, a girl. Because usually menthol cigarettes, like in TV, they're smoked by women and effeminate gay men. Yeah. So, you know the crush ones you literally have to crush to release the menthol? Oh, God. Don't say that. <laughs> this reminds me of like the 90s when all women smoke Virginia Slims. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Ooh. And obviously Meg is not Meg. Meg is a demon. Mm-hmm. Demons don't have a gender unless they want one, I guess. But to them, Meg is a girl. So to us, Meg is supposed to be a girl. So therefore, menthols. menthols. But then drinks. Malt liquor. Malt liquor. Going for a really particular kind of <laughs> femininity. I love it. I know so many girls like this. Yeah. Probably most of the 19-year-olds in my neighborhood mm-hmm. are who are girls are like that as well. Well, when we were like in high school and we were like going out drinking malt liquor for some reason was like the only thing we could get our hands on easily so yeah what's the like snake venom one king, king cobra. cobra we drank so much of that oh really? my god did y'all play edward 40 yes <laughs> yes i learned early that i cannot drink beer because if i have stomach issues so i would uh, tie two pop-offs to my hand oh my the, god the that's terrifying and i would get disgustingly drunk yes so anyway, after they leave the storage unit, I think it's, like, wild how calm Dean is. Mm-hmm, yes. You know, like, normally when he's trying not to freak out about Sam doing something or maybe doing something or whatever, he's, like, trying to play it cool, but mm-hmm. it's not working. He actually seems relatively unconcerned until they start talking to the guy in the gas station. This guy, I love him. Oh, yeah, I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. And whoever's call it was to make him say, what am I speaking, Urdu, instead of Greek, which is like the stereotypical thing. Mm -hmm. I love you. I want to kiss you on the mouth. (laughs) Yeah, I like this scene. I don't know. I just like the visual, too, that they're able to paint. I just imagine, like, Meg walking in and Sam's body grabbing a bottle of malt liquor uh, getting yelled at by the clerk and just like just chucking it. it yeah yeah so casually yeah and we love an evil girl boss yeah. absolutely but also like revenge of the retail worker yes. yes like go off king get your money yeah get your money and i love it's like watching dean deal with a mini dean Like, sometimes Dean can be that sassy, so I'm like, it's funny to watch him deal with it. I don't know that I fully agree with that, but I do like to see him in situations that are mildly annoying Mm -hmm. for him. I like that he doesn't, like, strong arm or pester Mm -hmm. these poor workers. He's not, like, in a lot of these, like, detective-y type scenarios where someone has to, like, get information out of someone... Mm. They're like, we'll try and like break their arm or like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if they're frantic, which Dean kind of becomes. Yeah. I'm glad Dean just is like, I'm going to throw money at it instead. Right, right. Yeah. 
but this is when he actually starts to seem concerned. Like, mm-hmm. before it's just, oh, you know, bloody knives, whatever. But you've been you've been smoking menthols and drinking malt <laughs> liquor? Who are you, me? I'm just like... Is that Dean admitting to smoking menthols? Yeah, that's why I was hung up on. Right. I think it is. And goes with our queer Dean. Yeah, no. Dean smokes menthols, menthols. headcanon. Mm-hmm. Except it's not because it's right there. He said it, True. not me. All right, I think I've caught my bearings finally. So <laughs> if I'm correct, this is when they get to Steve Wandel's house. Wandel. Wandel. Yes. And notice how this time the security camera and the light shine really bright in their faces. Mm-hmm. And they do not react how they did in Night Shifter. <laughs> yeah. It's because they're not dressed up as cops. Oh, true. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the propaganda inherent in the writing, we got away from it. When they get into the house, right after they realize that the alarm system has been turned off, it's a really interesting because the first room is like fucking destroyed and things thrown on the ground. Mm-hmm. And that makes me question two things. It doesn't look like a fight because, like, furniture's still up. It's just, like, plates smashed. Right. And stuff like that. So it makes me wonder, like, was the demon Sam trying to, before killing this guy, almost torture him by being, like, here, like, let me make sounds so you realize I'm here so I can, like, kind of play with this before I kill you? Possibly. The only thing I could think about during that scene was how if the demon had broken in through the window, the glass was on the wrong side of the sill. I also noticed that. (laughs) I could not stop thinking about it for like the next two minutes. Also, like for a hunter that seemed so up on it, like to have like security cameras and stuff, it was really easy for someone Mm -hmm. to just break a window and jump in. Right. Yeah. And I get that Sam was in a demonic form, so maybe there was, like, some kind of super strength involved mm. or something. Yeah, but... absolutely. Oh, here's a question. I love questions. I want to know the logistics of being possessed by a demon. Do your skills combined? Does the demon just have superior skills and only those skills? So maybe, like, your demon is not very wise, but you are. But he can't use that because you're being possessed by a demon. I think that they have whatever knowledge you have, like, because they have full access to your mind. I agree knowledge, but what about abilities? Like if Like strength and agility? Even thinking. That starts getting into a philosophical conversation about, like, what is the nature of intelligence. That's what I want to know. Would the... Would you want to talk about the nature of intelligence to, right now? If it would this combine. is a podcast about the CW's <laughs> primetime show, the Supernatural. Show. <laughs> I am not qualified to have an intellectual debate about the nature of intelligence, Allie. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to throw it out there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what does this imply? <laughs> I hope not. The demon that possesses me would be fucked. <laughs> I mean, be able to put on a real nice face of makeup. <laughs> True. <laughs> Thank you. But that's saying they gain your skills. True. <laughs> the... Okay, but they have the okay. They have the the knowledge from having access to the mind. They have the muscle memory, and they've been shown to have superior strength and. Agility. I agree with that. I just want manual them. dexterity. Doesn't really seem like it's that far out of an option i don't know my notes say guy dead (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you for telling us to shut up, Jordan. We are not the same. <laughs> you are superior. Yes, guy dead. <laughs> when they see a guy, the first thing they do is Dean kicks him. Yes. <laughs> and the second thing he does is put his whole ass hand on him. What is with them in touching things? And then he immediately crazy. tells Sam to touch the lights. And I'm like, oh, he's going to put like his sleeve over no. you. And he's just like, boop, boop. Y'all. You think they would be a little more careful because the police is after them and has a whole case surrounding just Dean, which the boys are now aware of. Right. So... So, yeah, you'd think, like, even when the case isn't, oh, did Sam turn into a crazy psycho killer, Mm -hmm. that they would just be better about not touching stuff or, like, wearing gloves or something. But no. Like, if I were them, I would be wearing... Booties. What? I'm dead serious. You gotta get those real estate booties that go over your shoes because shoe prints... One of the top way they convict people. I see. I, yes, I totally agree with that. But I was thinking about hands and you said booties. And I was just like, huh? Yeah, to be fair. How would you pick things up? (laughs) You don't know my toe ability. Allie only uses (laughs) murdering mitts. (laughs) (laughs) She's she's the abominable bandit. You developed a foot thumb. You have increased dexterity. They'll never see it coming from your foot. Yes. This demon better steal my dexterity. <laughs> Dean does specifically tell Sam to wipe down the scene. So I guess that helps a little bit. But it does seem like yeah. a step that could have been avoided. Right. The destroying of the PC, too. I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God. It was right? so over the top. And also, like, you need to destroy specifically the hard drive. The hard drive. Yeah. yeah. Like stomping it a couple times. Here's a hot tip for the day. If you're trying to destroy your hard drive, stomping on it, it's not going to do it. Please, like, put that in a bathtub full of water. Microwave it. Yeah. Do something else You have to destroy the disc inside of it. Yeah, break it open and smash the disc. Jasper's like, Allie, don't tell people how you get away with murder. Also, Jasper... Here's the detailed instructions to destroy your hard so drive. So my thing is, is they you sh- never know why someone might need to destroy a hard drive. My thing I'm is, I'm not is, saying yeah. to use this information for evil and murder. I'm just saying if you need to get rid of one. Yeah, maybe you have some really embarrassing photos. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing is, is why not just take the hard drive with you, drop it mm-hmm. off in a dumpster four states over. They travel yeah. around America constantly. But what if they get pulled over? true they are unwanted and they refuse to change cars so right or even plates yeah i do like the reveal that he was a hunter absolutely and i love that he has like the exact same like weapon display as pastor father slim jim yes although branded in the community like is there a salesman no is there a salesman who sells that rack to hunters i don't know i want that I let that's like a niche market. I want the door to door, but bar to bar salesman. It's a better spinoff than one about John. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This is one of the first obvious times that they're being like, remember Meg? Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. because the only other time we saw something like this was Pastor Jim. Who was in that scene with him? Oh, it was Meg. That's right. Do you also like that they made sure to pan the camera over all of the astrology symbols? 
it was more just kind of a reference rather than like building a theme around astrology. So I still oh, am kind of yeah. curious. Like I would like to talk to the writer and be like, what was it about astrology that really kind of set this episode up or inspired right. you to do this? And I mean, given the name of the episode is mm-hmm. Born Under a Bad Sign. I just kind of wonder if they were trying to make it seem kind of occulty, and astrology kind of has that. Definitely with the occult symbols just mm-hmm. throwing them mm-hmm. out there. So we find his name when Sam finds a letter from his daughter. And I think it's interesting. This is another time that we see men as worthy because of their connection to women and specifically the women who will then lose something, whether it's that relationship in their life like Joe and now this daughter, or whether it's like the ones who literally lose their lives. And it kind of implies that the only like worthiness in men is when they're tied to women, but also women only exist when tied to men. I just thought it was interesting that, like, they're not even, like, that sad. Like, obviously, they're shocked. But the true, like, almost tragedy of it comes when they tie in that female blip in the story. I see. This daughter's trauma is just, like, flavor text. Yes, for the men. Yes. Right, I see. And it just, like, builds the male story. Right, Like, even Joe, she has some characterization, but most of the characterization is about her father. Like, I mean, and I think she's this, like, strongest individual woman, but it's just interesting to me that, like, no woman exists without being inherently tied to a man. Fuck men. I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Sorry, my fiancé. Love you. Yeah, I kind of read it more (laughs) as, like, that Sam had kind of caused what the boys have gone through and Joe has gone through, which is the loss mm-hmm. of a father to hunting. That was how I saw it as well, Jordan, but there's obviously multiple ways to read things, and I don't think you're wrong. And I do agree that women are often used just as yeah. subjects to further men's plots. That is definitely a theme. Yeah, yeah that's like how I saw it. It just builds to me this other thing you know what i yeah, mean no, no, no. where i, totally I don't think they intend that the females are like this like consciously sure yeah but women existing in supernatural is not existing as an individual right 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 so this is when dean's went from like basically cool as a cucumber to like flipping out about why are you acting like me yes and now he's like back to relatively calm again He's just, like, rationalizing things, and he's like, well, we got shit to do. I'm not letting you go down for murder, so let's get the show on the road. You know and what I, love I have an issue with? What? Why is it on Dean to kill Sam? And I know why narratively. However, at the same time, I'm like, if Sam truly thought he was a monster, and I'm not an advocate for suicide, obviously. Sure. But if he truly were like... I cannot exist. I am evil. It feels really like selfish for that to be on Dean and for the responsibility of that to be on Dean. I know it's like from the dad and like all this backstory. Sure. Well, they talk about that in the end of the episode because so the responsibility of killing Sam only happens after the redemption. So it's like only if you cannot save him. Well, and the other thing, first off, is that... Yes, I think inherently it comes from John. But the other thing that I want to have us keep in mind here is that that was not Sam. That was Meg. And the reason that she was doing that was because that is the worst outcome for Dean. 
it's true but in other episodes too sam will specifically be like you have to do this yeah like I think, if i am bad enough you have to do this yeah and i think i think that is because he's assuming that he won't be able to he won't be able to like he'll mm-hmm. be so far gone that he won't realize or not not that he won't realize he'll be so far gone that mm-hmm. he will be fine mm-hmm. with whatever evil guy junk he's doing and he'll be like, Mwahaha, I am a mustache twirling villain and I will never die. Yeah, it's just interesting to be like fully convinced that like you will turn evil and be like, yeah. someday I will be pure evil and like a terror to this world. Someone else has to take care of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Also, though, it is kind of like. We really sit in here saying if Sam actually feels that way, he should just Kermit. No. <laughs> I know you're not. I know. <laughs> I'm just being the devil's advocate <laughs> to your argument, Allie. Thank you, every social studies teacher I've ever met. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Since we're talking about this scene already, the, like, gotta kill me, do we want to actually talk about the scene itself? Sure. Before knowing it was Meg, it was definitely kind of a hard scene to watch. Though they have kind of been building this up. We get it with both of the boys and it kind of flip-flops this, like, mortality. Because with Dean, it's kind of like, I have these responsibilities Mm. and I don't know if I can do it. But with Sam, it's like, I want to live. But is Mm -hmm. me being alive good for everyone else? but do I deserve to? Yes, exactly. And it was interesting to see Meg take advantage of that narrative and then put Dean in a vulnerable spot because we know that Dean has a soft spot for Sam, but also this is something that Dean himself thinks about a lot too. Yeah, of course. Damn, it'd be pretty hard not to be fucking thinking about it if it's the last thing your dad ever fucking said to you. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So. (laughs) But now this is when Sam pistol whips Dean, am I correct? Yes, finally we've come back yes. to when Sam pistol whips Dean. All I heard in my head when this happens, K.O. <laughs> oh my god, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of good punching and smacking sounds in this episode. It was such a satisfying one. When he's calling the phone company to turn the GPS on mm-hmm. on Sam's phone to locate him, it's a really good lie because it's not really that far from the truth. It's just sort of the details that have changed. Mm-hmm. And it's so different from other times where he has sort of conned people into doing stuff for him because of that. Like, he actually is desperate mm-hmm. in that moment. I thought it was very compelling. Yeah, I agree. And it's nice to see the boys be good at being hunters. Yeah, yeah like... even though he's distressed, he's yeah. being he's very good at it. Head pats for Dean. And then this is when we find out that Sam is in Duluth. With Joe yes. and her Henleys. Oh, I love yeah, her Yeah, uh, the lavender. Oh, it's, it's a very so good cute. color on her. It's really good, too. She got it all, like, layered out. Yeah, she looked a little less baby than the last time we mm-hmm. saw her. Yeah. I don't know if that was just makeup. Probably. I would assume so. I think the hair partially, too. The hair, yeah. On top of that, like... <laughs> Whenever they show her, she's always wearing those super low-rise jeans. Yes. And I'm just thrown all the way back to being a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, what a horrible time for pants. Blake Lively in those is what turned me gay. That's fair. For me, it was Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again, Orange Jumpsuit. Really? Oh, yeah. Jesus, are you kidding me? 
I love that we know this is just going to be a bad time from the mm-hmm. beginning because, like, the name of the place that Joe is working is, like, Dark Hills Tavern <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I'm like, hmm, interesting. It almost looks like the same set as the sawmill. Like, it just does yes, not look like good. Yeah, same, like, the same kind of vibe. Yes. Jared does really well switching from, like, baby Sam, who I read as asexual, to this, like, very schmarmy, over-the-top, mm-hmm. like, trying to seduce Joe. And it's not working because it's Joe. But, like, right. he does so well switching between these different, like, not even characters, but these different well, motivations. It is, a different, it is a different character. It is, but I mean, even with when he's playing Meg, playing him. Right, He has, like, 12 different motivations and fronts he puts on, and he does really well in them all. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I thought Jared was awesome in this episode. Maybe there were, like, one or two scenes in the beginning where I was just like, okay, Mr. Ham. I agree. Like, but other than that, like, he was really good. And I know during season one, I had mentioned that sometimes I'm not as big a fan of him being the villain because... For whatever reason, his Mm -hmm. villain roles in this show tend to be the ones that are, like, the quiet, calm, evil. Like, I'm so amused by how powerless you are. (laughs) And I don't think he's very good at that kind of casual evil. Mm -hmm. But Meg is fucking unhinged, and he's very good at unhinged. True. Like, this scene is honestly terrifying. Like, it's creepy. Oh, yeah. This was a hard scene to watch. I was a little sad when we got to see Joe again. The last time we saw her, she had left her mother, Ellen. They had separated over a fight. And it was kind of um, implied that Joe was going to go and most likely become a hunter in her own mm-hmm. right. And I was kind of hoping that she would be more set up to do so rather than just moving somewhere else to bartend. And just to do the same exact the, job. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we don't know that she hasn't set herself up as a hunter in that area. We yeah, don't correct. know that because it's just not really talked about. But I do think it's relevant that she has basically moved to a completely different state and is just doing the same thing as her mom as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as we can tell from what we're shown. Also, I do want to bring it up now. Did we... Do we think the scene needed to go to kind of like a sexual assaulty? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I like it was really disturbing, but I think it's part of how we know for certain it's not Sam. Yeah. Mm. On top of the fact that we know that Meg uses sex and sexuality yes. as a weapon mm-hmm. against people, especially in combination with violence. So I think it was smart writing to have like that same kind of evil be brought back into this episode. And I completely agree. This was like kind of the moment that we knew it was Meg, at mm-hmm. least for me. The first time I saw this, I didn't assume it was Meg here. Mm-hmm. I did assume that it was a demon. a demon. Yeah. I think my reaction would be no. I don't think it was necessary because of the acting and the amount that's put in before. But I completely understand your explanation of like why this is a time where it actually fits better. Yeah. Um. I think that's a fair. Yeah. I would say I wouldn't personally have chosen it. But it's it's not done in the same, like, casual way it's done some other times. Yeah, it's done with intent, and I think yeah. that makes it a little different from the other times. Mm-hmm. And I think as far as real horror, which 
you know, people will talk about the earlier seasons of the show as using the horror genre more than the later seasons. Mm -hmm. This is what real horror Mm -hmm. looks like. It draws on everyday terror when this is an everyday fear. So I appreciated that as part of the whole situation. Now, what I have a problem with is that Joe has very little agency Mm -hmm. and is basically just a set piece in this episode especially considering Dean's whole attitude towards her on the back half of it. But yeah, no, I mean, maybe it didn't need to be quite so drawn out. I'm really interested in the way that, like, it's almost like Meg, like, she's not even, like, trying that hard to seem like mm-hmm. Sam here. I yeah. Like, she's very confident that she's going to get her way in this mm-hmm. situation. So it's, like, pretty much just unhinged from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Like, all of the stuff about I'm not my father, like, trying to talk about their dads and Mm -hmm. what have you. And I think we get some good development with Dean here. Yeah. Even though he's not in the scene. We get Meg as Sam say that Dean's more like the father, their father, um, which is a nice, like, sprinkling of something that's maybe touched on later. Right. And there's also the idea that, like... Sam tells Joe, like, hey, Dean's not into you like you think he is. Right. And again, I know it's all filtered through Meg, but I think that this conversation and learning more about her father as well all kind of puts Joe in a very different place than she was before this scene. Right. Yeah. I agree. I love when the demon is being like a shithead on purpose and is yeah. laughing about, like, oh, Dean thinks you're like a little sister or like a schoolgirl or all this stuff it's so condescending it is it is yeah so the demon does specifically say dean is more like my father mm-hmm. when the comparison of fathers like i'm not like john but dean is mm-hmm. so we have like that additional parallel this show loves to parallel dean to john yeah dean is the holy trinity father mother and god <laughs> Is that the Holy Trinity? I thought it was Father, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But our supernatural Trinity. It's John, John, John. (laughs) Basically. And John is also the devil. John's everything. The jacket. John is the universe. John is the car. Some of my favorite parts of this whole Joe and the demon as Sam interaction are after Mm -hmm. she comes back from unconsciousness. Mm. The whole sing-songy my daddy shot your daddy in the head oh fucking iconic i love it it's so disturbing yeah it is yeah and i i really love again just like super unhinged like i hear things (laughs) just almost chipper it's weird yeah but it definitely like feels like meg like it feels like Mm -hmm. that antagonist so i wonder if jared went back and watched Mm. some of her scenes for this yeah also i do like that there has been so many parallels of sam and meg and now she is physically him Mm -hmm. right i just think it's a fun like little play on the narrative right 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 yeah the best is when dean busts in (gasps) oh it's so fun It it, it is so fun he gets so into this acting this pretending that he doesn't think that it's the demon and then he's totally like, got him! <laughs> I like that we see more of like how protective Dean is of Sam because the demon is trying to nag Dean into killing Sam. Like, if you don't kill me, I will kill Joe. 
And Dean is completely willing to take that risk. Oh, yeah, no. Are you so afraid of being alone that you'd rather let Joe die? Yeah. And he doesn't even look at her. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even look. And I'm just like, oh, man, especially, I'm sorry, girl. Yeah, especially after it was like, um, Dean doesn't even, like, really like you. Yeah. And then he comes and is like, doesn't even look like, yeah. Ooh, ooh, angst. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the whole pretense is dropped, like, almost mm-hmm. immediately. And Sam, quote, unquote, like, jumps out the window and all this shit. And, like... Dean, he like frees Joe from where she's tied up on like that pillar, but he doesn't ask if she's okay or like give her a second glance or anything. He just runs right out the window. Like, and she's like, Dean! Yeah. (laughs) And her like Alona Tal's funny little deep voice that she only does when she's saying Dean. Yeah. (laughs) It's even kind of weird that she's not even worried about herself. Yeah. No. She's cut up and she's immediately like, how can I help? I know. Oh, oh God. She's oh, just honey. sweet and innocent. And I naive. actually thought she was going to die. I was like, my prediction's going to be wrong. She's not going to be eaten by dogs. She's going to get stabbed <laughs> at a, on a, tied to a pole. <laughs> tied to a pole and that's how she dies. Gosh, the way Dean was acting, he probably could have just left her there and she would have starved to death. <laughs> well... You know, someone like an alcoholic would have showed up at True. like eventually noon the next day to. Yeah, it would have been fine. She would have been okay. Yeah. Oh, but the holy water. <gasps> oh, oh yes, so fun. Oh, is that that's the first time he gets splashed with holy water? Mm-hmm. Yes, I like it. It's so satisfying. It's just like a full-on swing. Yeah, he does yeah. like this huge arc. Yeah. Like if I threw paint at someone, that's the arc I would use good like just good slash i also love how they yeah they both just immediately are like bye joe and sprint off to this creepy ass warehouse right i wasn't really paying attention to what was in there it was like boats and stuff right yeah, that was it yeah whenever there's warehouses and things i like to pay attention if i can remember to to what's in there because i feel mm-hmm. like just like an empty warehouse is such a like genre TV thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but what is this warehouse for? Like, why? That's all I was thinking. And it's so many like random things and then just things like covered slightly with a cloth. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this one actually isn't that bad. But like by the time you get to like season like six or seven or whatever, it's like, I don't know, like Mass Effect 2 warehouses oh, yeah. up in this where it's like just stacks of cubes or whatever and you're like what is this building for I'd except than, for having mooks i'd rather that than like be things covered in cloths and like a random anchor over it. like it's just so was weird. there a random anchor there wasn't but there was a life preserver just like on top of something and they were like there it's Bodie. much love to the set design people i'm sorry we're really ragging on you today but it was weird Stick to motels. That's what you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, you and your motels. Um, I also like how (laughs) the phrase, this I can't get over, that Dean doesn't have the sack to kill Sam. I wrote that down, though, because it's a a dig on his masculinity, Mm -hmm. which is so Meg. And it's such, like, a phrase that most people wouldn't use. Like, the first thing you'd hear is, like, you don't have the balls. And so it sounds so much more like Meg saying sack. Right, right. Also, like, 
if Meg knows how to get at people. True. And Dean is a little insecure. And I a little a, a, I use <laughs> a little <laughs> a little very loosely. <laughs> and attacking Dean's masculinity is a very effective way to get at Dean. And I bet Sam right. knows this. True. Right, yeah. Or Meg would know this. Right, yeah. Okay, I want to swim in these waters so much. It's like such a perfect night and the water's so blue and like just like twinkling. Uh, I went to go swimming in it. There's like a shootout going on and you just look in the water and, <laughs> and Allie's there's, just There's Allie doing the backstroke yeah. serenely. <laughs> just going in the You can't circles. see but I'm I'm spinning my left arm in backstroke circle. And that's perfect cuz I would be doing circles if I'm just doing the one arm. Oh my god. One arm spinning. Incredible. Well, Allie, you have to book yourself a vacation to Duluth. Duluth, here I come. Where'd you want to honeymoon? Duluth. I'm sorry, you're probably lovely, Duluth. If you're from Duluth, let us know. Please don't hate me. Or do. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I can take it. I have a thick skin. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm up for a new fight. (laughs) Jesus. Allie's skin is beyond thick. It's like spiky. It's like coming out at you. No, it's so thin. I'll fight you. It's calloused. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You're so breakable that you've become volatile. Yeah, I'll just fight you before you get to it. I see. It's the cancer rising. You, you crazy <laughs> secret water sign shit. Okay. Anyway. 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 So this is when Dean gets shot. Yeah. And then Sam does this like one cheek smile. Do you think Sam was kind of in there and was like, because Dean very obviously got clipped in the shoulder. Yeah, I agree. I think Sam was somewhere in there. Like, I disagree. <gasps> I think that Meg did not fatally wound Dean on purpose because she says at the end that she wanted to torture him. Yeah. Oh, true, and, true. And like the sort of matter of fact, like unsatisfied way in which she as Sam shoots dean really Mm -hmm. speaks to like a level of boredom well there's also that's kind of been the foil to meg's character too is that she likes torturing and playing with things so long right that she always gets screwed over because of it that's a good point meg just has a lot of character development it's fun to like dissect it really is makes a fun character overall i do like how sam slash meg can't find dean and then dean's just passed out He's not passed out, but when um, Joe finds him, he's just, like, sprawled on the ramp. After Meg shot Dean, she just left. She looks over. She looks for him in the water. I swear to you, she goes over and looks, and there's nothing there. Well, she might just be peering over. I remember Dean looking in the water more than her, but I don't think think she lost track of him. I think she was just like, later. Oh, I thought he was, like... You know how it's kind of smart if someone shoots you and you go over. Stay under for a little bit. Like, hold your breath for a little bit. Sure, yeah. But yes, Joe does find him relatively quickly, which is, I mean... Makes sense. Yeah. Joe, stay away from these boys. You don't need any of this. No, she don't. I... God. Dean immediately is like, where's Sam? And she's like, I wasn't... I was looking for you. (laughs) I wasn't looking for Sam. Like, first off, sweetie, I'm so sorry let me hug you second yeah. off like yeah good i'm glad you're not looking for sam because he's literally possessed <laughs> so like dean is just insane i'm glad she like fixes dean up like that makes sense i get that dean wants to go 
But I hate that she's like, yeah, sure, just go. Like, I really cared before, but now I don't. Just jab that guy in the bullet hole. Just give him a little poke and he'll let you go with him. <laughs> there's an opened wound right there for really, the Japan. I'm really glad that there's no, like, like we're not interested in each other and not in a relationship <laughs> or, like, anything. Because I'm, like, terrified of this level of manipulation you're suggesting right now. Like, don't become a cop. <laughs> uh, did i break you are you okay <laughs> no that's really funny it's funny because i want to do this to a partner but if i didn't get my way and i was like dude let me go with you i would jab a bullet hole lightly jab just a little two finger poke mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think it's because she like suddenly doesn't like him anymore i think she's just trying to respect boundaries because she hasn't had her boundaries respected Mm, yeah I just I mm, I'm conflicted because to me I'm like stupid men don't brush me off like this and I think that's where my desire to change this with Joe not going with him comes from it's not from the actual characters yeah I mean like it's hard to recover that quick from being shut Mm. down so hard too true I really like the conversation they have right before that, though, before he is like, no, you can't come. Goodbye. Where she asks if demons tell the truth. Yeah. It's so sad. Like, because obviously she's asking about her dad. Yeah. But she is asking about the stuff about Dean. Yeah. That was said. And I think the worst part of it is, is that she seems to already know the answer to the question when she asks it. She's just like, never mind, whatever. She's like left alone to process, and it's just, it's so sad. Right. It's a sobering thing to be told. So now is when we have Sam showing up at Bobby's. Yes. I was excited. I was scared. I was scared at first, but then excited. Yeah. (gasps) Okay, so this is what I'm the most interested in. Bobby obviously tricks Sam and gets him to drink holy water. Right. I want the guy who sells the racks for weapons mm-hmm. also to sell random things that, like, test if someone's a demon. Like, I want him to sell those little, like, clown flower pins that shoot water. <laughs> Except it's just, it's, it's just. Holy water. Yeah, or convince everyone you have clammy hands, but really it's holy water on your hands. Okay, when you so how hands. is the how is this weapon rack artisan going to give you clammy hands? What is he selling? <laughs> no, he's going to sell a mister. A oh. holy water mister. Oh, gotcha. So you can mist your hands whenever someone knocks on the door. I see. And then you go and shake their hands. Also, like, in medieval Europe, when you go up to a castle, there are these, like, holes above the entryway where they could put boiling, boiling lard oil. Yeah. and kill people. Um, Why not just a little um vent where you pour holy water? if you're suspecting like oh my god like some of these are a little more obvious like those little produce uh misters at the grocery store yes i want this guy to just like have so much fun inspector gadgeting all of this stuff i think we've found a new profession for you yeah gonna gonna set home alone traps (gasps) for demons i was obsessed with those movies and Mm -hmm. watched them every single time i was sick oh wow all of growing up oh one two three and four even there's four. four wait maybe it was just three the one they get a new kid in three and i accepted him but not the kid in four jesus christ i didn't even know there were four so anyway, anyway. 
When was the last time we saw Bobby? It's been season a one. Was he? In, I th- no, was he, in the first he was in the first episode two? of season two. Yeah, that was quite a break to yeah. deprive us of Bobby. Yeah, what the fuck? I love that Mabe goes after Bobby. Like that's so yeah. fucked. Of course. Um, yeah. and well, I love that Bobby sees through. Yes, go Bobby. We love Bobby. But of course, she goes to to see Bobby mm-hmm. because he was involved in her exorcism, mm-hmm. and this is about personal revenge and also killing hunters. So I'm like, and killing double hunters. whammy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love his line. Uh, Don't try to con a con man. <gasps> yeah, Bobby. I love him. Oh. I con. I want to pocket Bobby. Like he's just like I want him to narrate. Oh my, my goodness! And then we get the best sound effect of <gasps> the episode. The downward punch after <laughs> Sam drinks the holy water. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> so good. Is that what you were laughing about? Because I yeah. thought you were laughing about him getting holy watered. Oh, no, I that was, was laughing Allie. about Remember the holy water. Oh, no. I laughed at the punch, but Allie was dying at the beer. I also have a question. Yeah. Sure. Because holy water doesn't hurt humans, do you think Bobby, like, saw that Sam was a demon? Or he does this to everyone who enters his house, and then he just stands there like... I think the latter. <laughs> I bet everyone thinks Bobby just has watered down beer. And then he gets more of it because no one asks him for a second. Bobby's smart. He is smart. But I also like the idea that he just knows Sam so well yeah. that he was immediately like, mm-mm. So Dean shows up and this is when we get like the circle, mm-hmm. the exorcism circle again. Yeah. And it's the same exact spot that she was before. And yeah. this is still all before it's revealed that it's it's her. It's the mm-hmm. same demon. Yeah. I love all of this attention to the buildup. I also just want them to have a giant stencil of this symbol that they can just like two guys hold oh, it yeah. up. What about like a projector? And then they spray paint. <gasps> Jordan. Incredible. You're making big moves. Oh, so I did want to talk about a little bit of lore, the astrological imagery within the episode and kind of what I thought they were getting at, because I was just recently reading about like all different kinds of constellations. And I had seen back in Steve Wandel's house when they had opened up the locker, there was flashes of astrological symbols. And the first one looked like computer printout of every symbol. But then they panned to another one, which was specifically Scorpio's symbol, kind of M with the curved tail. And then when they're doing the summoning circle, there's specifically a scorpion in the middle of the circle. I was kind of curious about like the parallels that this episode maybe references to in the story of the constellation Scorpio Mm -hmm. or Scorpius, as the creature is called. The story is that there was Orion and Orion was a great hunter. So Orion is the brother of Apollo. And Apollo was jealous that Orion was hunting alongside Artemis. So Apollo ends up going to Mother Nature, Gaia. Apollo is telling Mother Nature that Orion is hurting all of these animals. And to stop this, Mother Earth sends Scorpius, a giant scorpion that can kill anything with its sting, to Earth to kill Orion when he's hunting. um, Because Gaia is okay with people hunting during the winter, but not during the spring. Mm. Right, that's that's when all the babies got to get born. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So he, w- they, he was hunting out of harvest. Orion ends up coming across Scorpius, tries to hunt it, cannot. Scorpius kills Orion. Zeus decides to take both Scorpius and Orion and immortalize them up in the stars. So mm. that is the story of the constellation of Scorpio. 
And I was just kind of curious. I don't necessarily see the parallels completely, except for maybe having to kill your brother for the greater good, possibly. Yeah, no, I think that's there. That's like the main theme of this season. Yes. So I just thought it was a fun nod. Yeah, no, I agree. I did research on this too, not specifically on scorpions, but like what everything of theirs mean and the thing on the ceiling and all of that. And you all know most of it already, like the five-pointed star has many different meanings. Sure. Um, Some with Christianities, like the five points of suffering, the stigmati of um, Christ and stuff like that. Um, But one, one thing that I wanted to mention is oftentimes to ward off evil, they would have penises places like they would put a penis over a doorway (laughs) like a picture of a penis wait who would uh the ancient greeks and so i just love the idea that what if this was ancient greece and so instead of a scorpion in the middle it's just a dick (laughs) it would have been an option and i looked at other cultures a lot of times they'll have like creatures or animals that are terrifying like a scorpion like very venomous dangerous ones Mm -hmm. others are eyes obviously with the evil eye um and protection against it and then also like gods and symbols of gods yeah so those were all it was nothing like terribly new or interesting but i just love the idea of replacing some of this symbolism with just penises and specifically semi-erect penises semi yeah not all the way no just like enough to be standing yeah, you don't want to scare them too much with like the full monty <laughs> oh my god just remind them that there's some blood pumping oh god yeah it's like the threat that it could become full blast <laughs> true <laughs> I do like that the threat of the demons are kind of increasing a little bit because mm-hmm. like their traditional exorcism that worked last time did not work this time. So it wasn't just like a rinse and repeat. Right. Yeah. Because of the symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam got a handy dandy QAnon tattoo that saves him from demons. Actually, it was a brand. QAnon brand that <laughs> saves him from the demons. Oh, that's even worse. Also, it did the opposite of save him from demons. It kept the demon in there. I'm so tired. It's fine. It's fine. We love you. And I love that Bobby also was able to figure out it's this brand. Like, Bobby is such a quick thinker because he says, like, I don't know what's going on to Dean. And then he watches the scene as for a bit as Dean gets, like, beat the fuck up. Um, But he's able to figure it out in, like, less than a minute. It really shows how fucking smart and skilled Bobby is. We love Bobby. We love him. Mm Mm-hmm. I love the progression of, like, finding out that it's Meg, quote-unquote. Like, when they were in the warehouse sort of facing off, Dean asks, like, who they are. And Mm -hmm. they're like, I've had many names or whatever. And after Meg has sort of beat the shit out of Dean, (laughs) he's like, oh, it's Meg. And she's like, no, I'm Sam now. And I'm like, ooh! Yeah, that was good. so good. It was really good. <laughs> like, let's just fuck with these boys more. Right. Well, because that's what she did last time. She just assumed mm-hmm. the entire identity of this other person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ugh, we love a chaos demon. You know, she's just out there girl bossing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smoking her menthols. <laughs> Smoking her menthols and girl bossing. <laughs> Drinking her Cobra Kings. Yeah. You get it, Meg. I'm glad that. She's established her gender as malt liquor in menthols. <laughs> Whatever that may mean. The one true gender. 
I do love when she's finally exercised, like, Dean is so fucking over this that he does give one good punch to Sam. Right. And, like, yeah, Sam doesn't deserve it, but also, like, it felt, like, it felt fair. I don't know about fair. Yeah, Sam killed people. (laughs) (laughs) But... I don't know. If a demon were in my sister's body hitting the shit out of me and they got exercised, I'd give one good hit to my sister. It didn't seem like that hard a punch is what I was going to say. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you get one. Like You it get seemed, one. It seemed like a shut up mm. kind of thing. Yeah, it I felt agree. like I'm so done with this. Like, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Item get. <laughs> Anti-possession <laughs> charm times two. An upgrade. I wish they showed these more. I want to see more detail in this episode of what they look like. Yeah, I, I wish they. Curious. Yeah, it just looked like a. I don't even know what it looked like. A dime. But and, I wish yeah. we had gotten an up close look at it. Like what's on there. And we have proof of these from 1500 BCE. Wow. From the ancient Egyptians. Like this is something that goes back. And the symbols on them like don't even change them much. They're the ones I mentioned. Sometimes sticks occasionally. But mostly like animals or eyes or Yeah, people still creatures. wear the freaking evil eye. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So I just like I wish they gave one more moment so we could see the design on those. Bobby he's a good one i like bobby he's a good bean so sam obviously i killed steve steve wandel while possessed by meg Mm -hmm. and bobby kind of does that whole thing where it's like you know i heard this guy was murdered i don't know anything about that you don't know anything about that either yeah john would not do that true john would be like i don't know deal with it (laughs) yeah and i do like how he still is stern like in the end he's like good keep it that way yeah he still gets the point across without being a mega dick it's like the same kind of vibe that dean had even earlier Mm. in the episode where it's like yeah that Mm. happened true but i'm gonna help you cover your ass like i'm not saying anything i didn't see Mm -hmm. nothing and then very quickly we get the boys out on the road again and we get the song on the road again. So on the nose. This is the second time we've had an Ario Speedwagon song mm-hmm. associated with a Joe episode. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. Because when she was named Joe, I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's like a Jolene reference. But oh. kind of wonder if there's some kind of Joe Ario Speedwagon reference. Maybe. If... Her name is Joanna Beth. Joanna Beth. That's right. It's so cute. I know. It's, it's so, so southern. Cute. It is. So this is kind of what, what I was curious about. The first time, um, and it's been a while since we've watched it, but Joe played the Ario Speedwagon song for Dean. And then yeah. later on, Dean was playing it in the car. Mm-hmm. And Sam kind of made a little dig at Dean for playing like this kind of like lovey song. Yeah. Dean's thinking about Joe. And in this, when he was leaving, I was kind of wondering if maybe it was also like a Dean is thinking about Joe right now mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, oh playing because maybe he has that association with joe and ario speedwagon it's possible i get the sense that he's not though based on every other time that he interacted with her in this episode yeah i kind of took it as specifically that song choice is like they're back where they started like they they even have this fight in the end too where sam's like i'm pissed that you wouldn't shoot me and kind of leaves the next time question of like if you have to in the future would you so i think the song kind of plays into that where like it's just uh, 
same shit another day. Like, nothing has progressed, even though we've had a lot happen to these people. Yes. I'm ready to talk about the fanfic. Y'all want to talk about the fanfic? Let's, Let's talk about the fanfic. It. Talk about the fanfic. One fanfic here. One fanfic here. Going two fanfic. Three fanfic in the back. What about four? Four, four, <laughs> Boom, Howard voice. <laughs> Did I used to go to those I'll tell you what. auctions as a child? Yes. Good grief. <laughs> All right. So the one I picked for today is just a gen fic. No slash. Mm. It's rated T. It's called An Attempt to Tip the Scales. The author's name, I think, is supposed to be pronounced Newspaper Taxis, but it's spelled very interestingly. It's N-W-S-P-A-P-R-T-A-X-I-S. And I'm now remembering that it has been a minute since I updated our fanfic doc. That's okay. We'll get to it. I will, you know what? I will. I will get to it. I will. Coda to 214, born under a bad sign. Sam knows he's the one who put the bullet in Dean's shoulder. He knows it's too little too late, but it doesn't stop him from trying to seek retribution. This is just around 5,000 hits, and it is from 2010, so it's pretty old. Only characters tagged are Sam and Dean. Additional tags are Season 2, Episode, Season 2, Episode 14, Born Under a Bad Sign, Coda, Gunshot Wounds, Fever, Coughing, Vomiting, Bronchitis, Pneumonia, Sick Dean Winchester, Hurt Dean Winchester, Protective Sam Winchester, Hoodies, Hurt Comfort, Emotional Hurt Comfort, and angst and i love that hoodies are tagged because i don't know what it is with this show but like when dean isn't feeling good it's hoodies you remember faith there was the faith Mm -hmm. hoodie yeah that's a thing hoodies are comfy they're what i wear when i am like exhausted at home Mm -hmm, i save mm -hmm, it for like mm -hmm. once a month Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just love the idea of sam being like Go fucking get Meg. Just yeah. running out after her. Mm-hmm. Get it. Being Sam. being slightly crazy, possibly sociopathic, Sam vibes out Fair. for blood. Hey Jordan, what would you rate the episode? I do like this episode. It's a great episode. I don't know why I said that so <laughs> like I was Donald Trump or something. I like it's a great episode. <laughs> it was episode made, written by smart sorry. people. <laughs> They did episode. They did the episode. They wrote the script. People acted in it. It aired on TV. It was great. It was intelligent. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm All over it. Things. I'm making myself upset. Sorry. No, I like it. It was a good mix of fun and action-packed. I don't like the continued use of Joe as a prop. So we had mm-hmm. two women in this whole episode. One was a sex worker mm-hmm. and the God, other yeah. was Joe who had literally no agency. Um, damsel. Yeah. Who was just purely a damsel and she's had kind of damselly moments. It's time to let Joe be a badass. Well, mm-hmm. She did. She did drag Dean back to her bar and then pull a bullet out of his shoulder. That was, that pretty was cool. cool. That was cool. So I'm going to give it a f- Four out of five motel fishies. Ooh, that's a good one. What about you, Allie? I think, yeah, this is pretty solid. Not my favorite. We have some fucking awesome Bobby moments. We also have some good dialogue and characterization, but it's like just not my favorite. So I'll give it a 4.25. Oh, lovely places I'd swim at night out of five. (laughs) You're so weird. (laughs) What about you, Jasper? I'm going to give this a four out of five QAnon brands. 
because I thought that's what Allie was going to say. And I was oh, about I ready to jump in and be like, hi, I knew you were going to say that, but then you didn't. I should have. That's so why now I went to mine. this called when Sam joins QAnon. Oh, right. Yeah. It was just a little too out there. <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. Just a little. Oh, we never talked about him getting the bucket of holy water dumped on him. Yeah, splash great. zone. <laughs> the splash zone. Anyway, yeah, I think this is a great episode in terms of like season pacing. Yeah. First off, like it's a great follow up to Houses of the Holy, really making us think about that question of who can and can't be redeemed. Mm-hmm. I love the pacing of it. I love like the slow reveal that sam has not been sam the entire time and all of the little details that mirror past episodes with meg and i thought jared was awesome in -hmm. this episode you're real good at looking kind of unhinged there buddy i'm into it i'm into it you guys ready for my predictions yes please predict okay so now i'm starting to think because i actually have something to work with this time supernatural (laughs) that maybe the special children were created to be vessels for demons specifically meat puppets they're all (laughs) yeah just a bunch of meat puppets because it did not hint at sam getting possessed in houses of the holy did it has that been alluded to before this point no it just threw us in him getting possessed Mm mm-hmm so, I mean, it must be pretty easy. So I'm guessing we're going to have kind of like Hunter versus Special Children feud Ooh. that starts to happen. Because we're also, because we have the threat level with the police rising. Sure. But now we're starting to kind of get a little bit of a threat going with other hunters as well. Right. Because while we have no evidence at this moment to think the hunters could know that Sam and Dean were a part of this murder of mm-hmm. not Sam Steve Wendell. Steve Wendell. Yeah, I think they're just going to be a big old duke out. Um, and we've had a lot of hoodoo stuff going on, too. There's a lot True. of elements they could throw in mm-hmm. into the finale. So, because we're getting close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past the midway mm-hmm. at this point. We will see. Mm-hmm. So we will. Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia Linden for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTRSupernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in Springfield, Ohio. Bye. 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 Bye.